welcome back after a bit of a hiatus. This is uh, every playlist tells a story. You, did you forget the name? I almost forgot. Well, I I thought about changing it to uh, uh, that was them and making it a podcast where we go weekly and talk about every episode of This Is Us and dissect oh, it. The other side of the coin, yeah, kind of thing. But uh, no, nah, I figured we'd probably just stick with. Every playlist tells a story. Keep the train rolling. Keep the train rolling. Okay. It's been it's been a little bit. It has been. It's been what five months ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hectic you, months. Yeah. It's been very busy for both of us. Yes. I'm in a building. Todd's on the road doing shows, and uh, yeah, very busy. Scheduling just not lining up. We've tried several times. Scheduling yeah. illnesses. Yeah, I got I, I I had COVID the first week of February, which canceled that. Okay. Um, I had a bit of the twenty four hour stomach bug. The last can't, time canceled we the last time. Yeah. I was at I, a friend of a mutual friend of ours had a birthday, and we decided to celebrate with a Pacer game. Yeah. So with these little windows of opportunity, which are usually end up on a Sunday, I always get preoccupied with either illness or social obligations. Yeah. Mm. Life, um, life happens. Life happens. You know, we're working and we got these little windows of social time. So th- to put a podcast in the middle of all that was very tough to pass five It months. was a whole lot easier when, like, everybody was home all the time. Yeah, if, if we just need another pandemic. Todd. Right, yeah. To... Another pandemic. And... So uh, with that said, I think we've talked a little bit about format and how we've done it in the past. And I won't go too far into it, but I will say... And correct me if I'm wrong, I think what we're going to do now is instead of doing one big episode where you talk about a song and I talk about a song and then we rant and rave or whatever we do, we're going to kind of take a a classic one episode where we both talk and cut it in two. So one episode would be us ranting and raving and then you would talk about a song. And then the next episode would be the ranting and raving and then I would talk about a song. So instead of getting two songs a week, you're going to get one song a week. And right now, I'm not even sure about a week. I'm thinking about every other week. Well, it cuts down on the uh, listener commitment for an hour exactly. and a half. It'd take that hour and a half, cut it, you know. But you know, I know us, and we'll we'll keep talking. It'll, well, there's there's a lot to discuss. It'll still ramble. Yeah, these first couple getting caught up might go on, but I think I think we're gonna try that and see how it goes. And then if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. We'll figure it out. But. There's one thing special about us getting back together in March. It's always special when you and I get back together anyway. Uh, but, but the fact that we're doing it in March is because what, Jim? It's because it's March Madness time. March Madness time. Yeah, St. Peter's, turn it up. Uh, today they are in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh, first time somebody as low ranked as, I think they're 13. I think they're 15. They're 15. Somebody, I, I th- well, I heard that 13, no one... No one seated the 13 30. or lower right. has ever made the Elite Eight. They're okay. the first to do that. Okay. So this, ep- this episode is going to be all about St. Peter's. So but, when this, and, and we'll preface it with when this comes out, they will have played. So we will either. But the fact they made the Elite oh, Eight is, oh, I mean, they, it's huge. they had to beat Kentucky, they had to beat Purdue, I'm, I'm they had to, to beat Murray last, State. Last time that I can remember, and I don't remember what year it was, but there was that like Gulf Coast Florida team. Mm-hmm. That was low ranked and did very well, and I was excited for him. Oh yeah, it was always like a you know a George Mason or what yeah. was that? It was a team out of Baltimore. Um, 
they were a directional college. I, I can't remember. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago either. Yeah. But it's always cool to see a, a small school. And I think what I like most about that school is um, the name of their arena. What is it? Run Baby Run Arena. No way. Yes, why? Is that a sponsor? I, don't, I have no idea, but it's, I believe, I, and I hope I'm not misdirected, but I believe that's the name of the arena they play in. It's Run Baby Run Arena. Nice. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Not something you'd associate with Catholicism. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, they're a Catholic yeah, school, sure. I would assume, since St. Peter's, so. all right? Yeah. Out of New Jersey. <clears throat> so good for them. Hopefully, hopefully they'll continue on. So yeah. Probably a lot of people with brackets hoping they don't. Uh, brackets are shot. Mine yeah. are shot. Oh, yeah. I, I have one bracket with Villanova winning. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I've got an outside chance, but... sure. Um, you know, Arizona, I had Arizona, I had uh, Gonzaga. They're all done. They're all done. And it's I hate playing brackets anyway because I know it's not going to go. I mean, it's just a crapshoot. Man, I'm gonna, talking about basketball. I'm going to tell you what. So it was one day last week. The men's games were over, but the women's games were on. All right. Do you ever watch the women's NCAA basketball games? I would love to if I had more time. I'm going to strongly recommend you make time because it is straight up prison ball. These ladies are. And, you know, when when I kind of had this realization, I remember. Well, how back, do you know prison ball? Well, I, it feels like prison ball because these ladies are just scrappers. And, I mean, it's like it's like waiting for a fist fight to break out every game. It's, it's, they're, they're kind of low scoring. That's the one thing that doesn't make sense to me is they miss a lot. I mean, their percentage of hitting shots are low. So it seems, it's, it's really bizarre to me that, you know, how do they, you know, this is a college basketball team. But it's so physical, right? It's impossible it's to get a clean shot. It's, it's ridiculous. Is what you're saying? It's crazy. And I remember back when we did the, the GLVC tournament at the stadium, I remember watching the women's games thinking, holy crap, these are a thousand times more exciting than the men's games. These women's games, the, just pick one and watch it. It's these ladies are scrappers, man. It is like again, I'm I'm watching these games waiting for fist fights to break out because these these women are hardcore. Okay. And they don't take no shit. Sheila better not look at me wrong from across the court. Her name's Sheila. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out. All right. But it's I don't even care who's playing. Okay. It's just just Pick one of the women's games and just watch it. It is again. There's not. There's not. They're low scoring games. They miss a lot of the shots. Some of them are very. I mean, they're all very good, very athletic. But it's just like insane. It's just. It's a very exciting game. So it's like what basketball should be. It's what ba- well, uh, there's not a lot of flopping. Not no, a lot, a lot, a lot no, of acting. No, there's not a lot of acting. Because there's been a lot of acting. Oh in, yeah. Well, NBA and this yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's a. Uh, Go check out the women's. Just check one out. For me, I mean, I like watching the men's games, but it's those women's games are excitement plus. I mean, they, well, they probably don't rely on the three pointer as much. There's a lot. There's there a lot are, of drive. There are a lot of them. There and like I was watching one yesterday, and there was some some lady was uh, she was hitting them, but it's probably I mean, not as just. Good. And when I say I mean they just there's a lot of free throw misses, and that's that's always surprised me. Because it's like free throw, it's free money. Now you'd be surprised, men's. There's well, the same I, problem. It, it used to be a fundamental. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it's like free throws, free money, man. That's just yeah. a free shot. But I'm just, you know, it's like, you know, some some one of them would step up to the line and the announcer would say, all right, she's 0 for 7 for tonight. And I'm like, 0 for 7? You can't, I mean, I mean, I get it's pressure and all that stuff, but it's like they just, it's nonchalant in saying it like it's just, you know, that's just how it is. Well, when you say low scoring and physical, that means there's not a lot of outside shooting, even from the range of a free throw. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, it seems like there's not a lot of drive. You know, no, there's not a lot of driving in that I've seen. Now, maybe there is, and I'm just watching the wrong games, but there's not a lot of driving into the to to the goal and, and doing oh, not. and stuff like that. There's, yeah, it's just bunny shots, I, like six yeah, eight footers, a lot of that stuff like that. Yeah, okay. it's just it's it's just a it's I don't know. It's like watching a ball game over at the like at the at the park or something. Just you know well there's some embarrassment there too yeah a lot of sandbagging that yeah. wouldn't fly with referees yeah no there's one dude that lafayette park in princeton i won't say his name but he <laughs> stayed he would stay at his whatever goal was their offensive yeah. side he would stay down there yeah he would not come back for defense right he would just stay down there and wait for us to get the rebound or, you know, get you know they'd score and we get the ball. Launch it to him. And then, hey, I'm right here. I'm yeah, right here. I'm under the it's basket. Like, you, you don't deserve the ball, right. you know? Yeah. You'd sandbagging son of a gun. So would he, would he, was it a, was it a athletic thing? It was just too much to run just back and lazy. forth? Or just he just freaking lazy. He, I mean, he was the kind of guy that could kick anybody's, physically beat down anybody. Right, yeah. I mean, he was twice my size. Yeah. But the fact that he was too lazy to go down and play defense, okay, yeah. I would not throw him the ball. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, no, I'm yeah. going to give it one of these other guys are playing yeah. actually Somebody's playing putting defense, in. putting in the work. He just wants to stay under the goal and do his little layup. Right, like, oh, look, I scored. Right. I'm scoring for team. <laughs> like, you know, he's yeah. the opposite of Dennis Rodman. You know, gotcha. he, Dennis Rodman was just there for the rebounds and to hand the ball to Michael. There you go. He's a complete opposite. Except he doesn't even go outside and shoot. You know, he just stays under the goal. Okay. I mean, ten second rule doesn't apply to him at all. <sighs> Jimmy, Jimmy's still carrying this weight around. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. <laughs> all right. So March Madness. Back to March Madness. Oh yes, yeah. We got. What else is exciting about March Madness and this tiny little <laughs> podcast we do? Honestly. You know, I've had time for – work is pretty intense, so I oh, haven't yeah. had a lot of time to watch basketball, yeah. let alone work on a podcast. Right, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would – you know, it would be podcast, basketball, you know, well, family first. Sure. Right? But, you know, podcast for my free time stuff and playing a lot more guitar. I, I hate to interrupt you. I do want to ask a question. We okay. are in Lent. Yes. And I've been curious for weeks now. What What's your – did you give anything up for Lent? Pizza, pizza and pasta. Pizza and pasta. Yeah. Did you give pizza up last year? Yeah. Pizza's a pizza's pretty good an vice. Annual... Okay. So no pizzas. No yeah, I went, I went no pasta too. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, how's those are... How's that going? Good so far, you know, doing without. I mean, I don't know how good that is, but okay. just doing without. I know where I'm going when it's... Uh, there, there's a place in Owen... The only place that has deep dish Chicago style pizza is in Henderson, Kentucky. Okay. I talked about this last year. Right, yeah. I'm gonna order a deep dish it's Chicago style. Okay. From and it's it's I'm just gonna it'll gouge be, myself. Delicious. Five thousand calories, no there problem. You go. Do it. Yeah, when when uh, I think it ends on Friday. I think that's the rule. Holy Friday. Which is Oh, all, you don't have to go through Easter? Uh no. 
Okay. No, according to scripture. Catholicism, okay. not scripture. <laughs> um, but I have Cole Wetzel that night at the arena. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be the next day. Gotcha. We got uh, that, like that Holy Week. We got, um, oh, what is it? We started out with Santana on Wednesday night. Carlos, yes. Um, and then we got uh, Morgan Wallen's coming back. That'll be a sold out oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. That will be. We'll be up till two, three in the morning mm-hmm. on that. And then we got Cole Wetzel the very next night. Three nights in a row. That night. It'll be rough. Holy week. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't. Holy week indeed. I won't get any Jesus till Sunday. That's for sure. All right. All right. Back to March Madness. What else we got for March Madness? I'm done. Shenanigans. I'm done. Okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't have a bracket or anything? Oh, well, I haven't. Yeah, of course we got a bracket. Last year we had the Led Zeppelin bracket, right. which I surprised Todd with. You Sprung can go back and me. go back and listen. Yeah, he, you can listen to you my talk about deer panic. in the headlights. Like, panic. It's like uh, over for hills and far away. I, oh, how's that song go? How's that song yeah, go? Yeah, it was a lot. I, of, I loved watching him squirm. Yeah, it but was, apparently I was. It was so painful that I had to make sure to uh, send Todd. The bracket this year ahead of time so he could do his due, due yeah, that, diligence uh, yeah i think yeah it's uh, yeah i mean i made some decisions i'm probably and i think i even said i would i would i mean it's just a daily thing i would change there's probably some on this one i would change even having had the time to sit down and go through it and i will say that you know i try to in the spirit of it i try not to dig too deep into it you know i built a playlist i went song song versus song and just went with initial gut reaction on it to try to keep which it which is as, the way it as, should be as pure as possible and it's not it. just for you it's for all the listening sure, people out there sure. this year is the acdc bracket we go. now it's 64 songs I, I i went back to classic rock uh dot com yep to kind of get not make it so much about me as far as the best acdc songs ever but you know kind of follow what they're doing and i agree for the most part, I agreed. Now there were some songs on the Brian Johnson side. Um, I was just like, "There's no way this could be in the top 64." Yeah, I noticed. There was no, time, I was noticed there was no "Mistress for Christmas" on there. They had that in the top 64. <laughs> I was like, "How can you put yeah, that sh- song in?" Shame on you. When there are so many better Brian Johnson songs right. out there. I mean, how can you have that in and not something like uh, "Let's Get It Up" or you know, right? Sure. Or you know, cover you in oil. You know this, and and even on the Bond side, they had songs that were never issued in the United States. Oh, really? Like you would have to dig. It's like, why? Well, there's so many songs that were issued that there's probably a reason why it never got issued. Yeah, you know, because these songs are better. So I had to on the back end of it, I had to you know adjust it a little bit, right, to make it, and then line up the seating to where it. I try to make it tough on you a little bit. So. And before we get into it, I, I stumbled across this post and I took a picture of it um, from Tyler Mahanko, who we've talked about before. Does that cocaine and rhinestones? Cocaine and rhinestones podcast. Yes. Um, and uh, th- this one just caught my attention. And it's it's uh, "Let There Be Rock" is the best ACDC album. There isn't a bad Amen. song on it. Amen. But the six song run from the title track through the end of the LP is nearly unrivaled in hard rock. If you haven't heard it, you haven't heard ACDC. Amen. Yeah. Let the Be Rock's a great record. That's my favorite. Is it? Yeah, because the guitars are unlike any other album. Okay. 
is on an island of its own, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's there's there's something about each other. Okay, we'll get into it. Let's, let's, oh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Let's, 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 this yeah. is our biggest ACDC moment. Yeah, this uh, is of the there's podcast. a lot of ACDC talk here. Okay, so basically I broke it up between 32 Bon Scott songs yep. going head-to-head against you. They're all Bon Scott on one side, all Brian Johnson on the other. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Bon Scott, was he the original singer for ACDC? He was the second singer. Okay, second singer for ACDC, but, but the one that all the... Are there any recordings from the original singer? There, there are. Okay. Yeah, Dave Evans was the original singer, and he uh, sung some of the songs that ended up on High Voltage, uh, High Voltage the first album okay. that was released uh, internationally. Um, but he was not around very long because right. Malcolm couldn't stand him, and Malcolm was very public about it. Got it. Uh, he was more glam rock, and bon, and they found Bon, yep. and. You know, it took off from there in the 70s. Yeah. ACDC, you know, Classic love ACDC, is Bon yep. Scott. And then when Bon passed, yeah, and they got Brian Johnson. It was February 19th, 1980. He passed away, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, and a few months later, they get found Brian Johnson, who was, it, it, that's an interesting story how they came up with it. I don't want to really get into it, but he was in town to. I say get into it. Well, he, they, um, and what they called him, it was a cattle call, right? And a casting call casting or their yeah. casting call. He so he drove down to this town they were in, but while he was, you know, um rehearsing, not rehearsing, but auditioning. Auditioning for A C D C that same day he cut a radio commercial for I believe a razor uh, product. Okay. So he sung like a jingle for the radio. It's out there on the internet. Okay. Um, he did that all the same day. Did the audition and cut a commercial. Busy guy. Yeah, while he was working in a motor shop. All right. So, you know, all these, like, is it VH1? All these, uh, he's got, he had this show on a few years ago about, oh, uh, yeah, about like on cars, the Brian Johnson sports cars. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the guy was a mechanic huh. uh, before no it became. In between um, his Gordy band, a right. band called Bo- Gordy and ACDC, he went back to being an auto mechanic. Interesting. Day um, job. Day job, yeah. He had to pay the bills. All right. So, yeah, one side Bon Scott, one side Brian Johnson. Okay. Uh, I didn't think it was right to have them go head-to-head, like mixing Brian Johnson yeah, and Bon no, Scott it's, songs. It's, cause, it's, very, it's like Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. Right. It's, yeah, it's, except uh, I think Brian Johnson's music was better than Sammy Hagar's version. But that's that's opinion. I I can't get Hot past it. I'm sorry. In my radio, come on, man. <sighs> it's just not the same band. I wish they right, would change exactly, the yeah. name. Yeah. If they yeah. could just change the name, like Rage Against Machine, Audio Slave. Did, For sure. Yeah. It would have been. We never had this argument. We, we wouldn't have this conversation. Ah. Okay. And but, I think you know. I think there's a, an argument that could be made for ACDC in that sense too, because it is ACDC Bon Scott and ACDC Brian Johnson. There's a lot of similarities, but man, there is a lot of differences. It's hard to compare them against Van Halen because the problem with Van Halen and Van Hagar is that they went into keyboards. Keyboards became a big player. Right, right. Imagine if ACDC went keyboards with no, Brian Johnson. No, it's your, almost like shut your mouth. I mean, like Rush. You know, compare seventies Rush with eighties right, Rush. Yeah. I mean, 80s Rush was very keyboard-driven. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to compare those. I mean, that's right. almost like two different bands when well, you start doing that. Well, and for me, the, the biggest difference in the two, the two ACDC eras, if you will, um, is production. 
just the sound of the songs. Those are the two differences for me. Bon Scott. Are you talking after meddling? ACDC Bon Scott is very raw and I don't want to say underproduced, but it's just, it's a, it's to me, it's more of a very live sound. Okay. Whereas Brian Johnson, ACDC, in some places feels overproduced. It so loses, you're comparing it loses, like it loses that rawness. You're comparing a song like Overdose to like Who Made Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Just, just the, if, if if you if you put the songs on side by side as I did, that's the one thing that jumped out with me is this is a song that I could close my eyes and see hearing this song in a bar played this, and this is what it would sound like. Whereas a Brian Johnson song is like. Mm, there's a lot of production in the song. It's a little too clean. Well, and that was, I think, generally the problem with a lot of 80s oh, productions. Yeah. yeah, it's technology advanced. Well, it de- definitely, they thought they were being... Yeah. But, you know, I remember it, hearing... It takes something away. Well, Paul me. Westerberg of The Replacements, he says, the stuff we did in the 80s, I just he just hates listening to because of the production, that, yeah. that what they glossed over the music right it wasn't as raw as when they started out and then yes. they got they tried to go commercial mainstream sound and right. now it's just he can't stand listening to it because if they kept it raw those songs have been so much better yeah okay but the one thing I, I i gotta say before we start the difference between bon scott and brian johnson is spelling lyric oh. lyrically i mean the subject matters Bomb would tell stories. Yes. And Brian was more of an anthem. Yes. Uh, lyric writer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thunderstruck versus like, uh, Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be. Right. It's a long way to the top. You want to rock yeah. world versus Flick of the Switch. Yeah. It's just totally two different mindsets of songwriting lyrically. Right. I think that to me, that's the big difference. Well, and I didn't look into it, and I don't know if you know or not, but that's one of the things I was wondering as I was listening to songs is, was was Bon and or Brian, are they the primary songwriters, or is there an Angus, is there somebody that was in the band during both eras that... Bon was uh, the songwriter, the, Lyric, okay. Lyric, Lyric, lyrically. lyrically. He was yeah. not music at okay. all. Brian was depended upon to be the Lyric. Okay. Guy, and he was, lyrically, the songwriter. Got it. Uh, I think they started blending that a little more t- in later. I didn't know if anybody else in like Angus or anybody else in the band got involved with writing lyrics, or if it was just... You're the singer at your job. Do it. I think for the most part that okay. was. All right. And I, in the recent years, I, I couldn't tell right, you. Right. Yeah. But um, that was a setup. Gotcha. Okay. So there is controversy about Back in Black. There's a lot of conspiracy guys out there, right? Because I think that Back in Black was already done. Right. Yeah. Lyrically, Bond had written most of those songs. The Bond Scott fans that can't stand Brian Johnson era. Yeah. They say like you shook me all night long. That. That's a line that Bon Scott oh, would yeah. write. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's definitely some, some crossover on that record. Now, ACDC completely denies that. Yeah, that the Bon Scott had nothing to do with Back in Black. Yeah, but, um, I don't. But you know, it was awfully tight turnaround between yeah, yeah. Bon dying yeah. and ACDC and there's, coming so out there's their a lot of similarities in the lyric, lyric, like you said, lyrically, songwriting. There's, there's definitely some similarities on that first uh, Brian Johnson album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay, let's, let's run through the first one. We'll try to go quick because we've gone on and on. 
Yeah, we'll do what you want to do. Just um, no, we'll man. Do the round of sixty four first. Let's, let's do the round of sixty four, and then we'll okay, we'll save that for save next that. episode. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So we're starting off with the Bond Scott bracket here. Yep. Uh, we got top seed whole lot of Rosie versus number sixteen seed Big Balls. Yep. Todd, what's your choice? I'm going. Uh, I'm going whole lot of Rosie. It's a great sing along, great groove. Uh, the guitar call and response toward the end. And the volume where the volume gets low, I can't remember what the name of it. What's that shout song? A little bit louder now, a little bit softer now. You know, oh, from Animal House. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. That it reminds me of that because it gets kind of quiet there and it comes back in louder. Whole lot of Rosie's classic. Okay, uh, Big Balls for me. It's a novelty song. It's not a go-to when I want to rock out, uh, but when it comes on every now and again, sure, it's fun, but. Yeah, t- that if typical tongue, tongue-in-cheek stuff, Bon Scott would yep, write. Yep, exactly. So I'm going a whole lot of Rosie. Okay. All right. And then we got number eight seed, Down Payment Blues. Down Payment Blues off Powerage versus number nine seed, Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be off Let There Be Rock. Yep. Uh, Down Payment Blues starts aggressive, soothes, uh, smooths out, builds up a couple times throughout the song. It's pretty solid. Classic ACDC sound. Uh, the, the drum kick in on this song for me is a classic air drummer move. Yes. Yes. It's, it's perfect. Um, and then his voice, you know, that I got myself a Cadillac, can't afford the gasoline. Um, and then the, the story, the, the last time he says down payment blues, I think it's at like the four minute 55 mark. You can hear the desperation in his voice. Boy, you really analyzed it. I dug into it, man. Yeah. Um, classic bluesy outro. As far as how any bad place to be goes, um, it's all about relationships, Tom. It is. If if this is hell, then you could say it's heavenly. Hell ain't a bad place to be. I went hell ain't a bad place to be. And that's a tough. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, it's t- some some of these were easy. Some of them were very difficult. So yeah, hell ain't a bad place to be for me on that matchup. Very good. Okay, we got number five seed, Bad Boy Boogie versus number twelve seed. If you want blood, you got it. Yeah. If have you seen Empire Records, the movie? Yes. Great! If you want blood, you've it's, got it's it. A, it's a it's scene. a it's a huge feature there, yes. isn't it? Uh, I went with if you want blood, you got it. It's that scene to me is just the power of the song. And, yeah, this is one of those situations when I went to the ultimate classic rock dot com is where it was. Uh, they had Bad Boy Boogie way up there, and it's a great it's a good it's, song. It's great live because yes. because back in the day that was when Angus would moon the crowd right. in the middle of that. They would break down that song, yep. and he would do his little stripper routine and moon the crowd off the drum riser. So it's a very important song in their live shot. But, yeah, If You Want Blood, You Got It is just a jam. Well, and then the other note I put on here, there's a uh, there's one part in the song, and I didn't write the time down, but uh, there's a point when Bond sings, You Got It. It reminds me of uh, Seinfeld, George Costanza's dad. It's a very Frank Costanza delivery. Okay. Just, I mean, it, I never watched just, Seinfeld. I'm, what? I just never watched it. I, I tried watching it. All I saw was just a bunch of people going around the room going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know, that's all it looked like okay. to me. I never got into never it. Never watched Seinfeld? I, the only one I sat down and watched was the last episode, and I thought that oh, was last horrible. Was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you almost got to skip over season one. 
But I'm not much of a TV guy. Yeah, anyway. I, know. I know. I'm not. Yeah, when Seinfeld's, I was stuck at home, Seinfeld's one of the greatest shows ever for me. Problem is, when I was a kid, I was stuck at home a lot. Yeah. So it was Dukes of Hazards, The Love Boat, Yeah, uh, Fantasy Island. Gotcha. I mean, I watched a lot. And then when I got to be a teenager, I just and older, I just like you ran. I, I, no more TV for me. Gotcha. Good for you. No. All right. Uh, okay, and then we got the four seed Sin City again off Powerage versus She's Got Balls off High Voltage. Yeah, I went with Sin City on this one. Uh, classic ACDC, kind of a different groove to it. Uh, She's Got Balls, very barroom bluesy song, uh, but it just it, it, a song Bon Scott wrote about his first wife. Yeah, there's just not a lot of excitement in this song for me. It's probably why they weren't married much longer after. Probably, yeah. Okay, so we're going Sin Sin City there. All right, number six seed. It's a long way to top if you want to rock and roll versus a number 11 squealer off Dirty Deeds. Squealer? uh, I was watching, actually, Rodeo yesterday. (laughs) Rodeo was on TV. You're watching the Rodeo? Bull riding, yeah. Okay. uh, uh, Squealer intro came on kind of in between riders. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's okay. Very nice. It's, Uh, yeah, a lot of testosterone. In the, in, a lot of testosterone, yeah. Yeah, and Squealer. Yeah. Squealer's, uh, to me, that this is just the dirtiest of dirty songs. It's just nasty. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, I remember there was a newspaper article written about ACDC back in the day that yeah. said it was introducing a new album that said more songs about humping and drinking. Yes. yes. That's a good way to describe the Bon Scott t- uh, times. Um, yeah, so for this one, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. It's just class. That's classic. I was. That's that's almost that's that is one of those songs that is a it's a you know if somebody says what's AC, what's ACDC sound this song would be kind of the definition of ACDC I think. Yeah, I mean, I was really, I really was disappointed. It was only number six seed. Yeah, because I'll tell you right now, there's no song beating this song. That's if your I did song, this that's bracket, your go-to. yeah, it's the first song ACDC song. It's the first song ever. Yeah. After I hit puberty, I fell in love with. Okay. So it's been with me ever since. Gotcha. Because, you know, that, that puberty, that's a that's... very important moment in any man's oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the first song that stung me. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. There you go. All right. Number three, Problem Child versus number 14, What's Next to the Moon. Again, off Powerage. Uh, What's Next to the Moon, pretty good song. There's a kick song, Kicks, K-I-X. Yeah. Uh, they got a song called The Itch from the 80s, but I'm sure they stole that's the foundation from... That's the band that sung, Don't Close Your Eyes. Yeah, yeah that's the Don't Close Your don't Eyes. Don't Close Your yeah. Eyes. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's when I heard this, uh, for whatever reason, that kick song popped in my head. And then Problem Child, dude, it's another... It's, it's an anthem. It's an anthem. This is one that, you know... I, I don't even have to listen to it. You say Problem Child, I can hear it in my head. I've heard the song so many times. Yeah, You can hear the first two notes and know exactly what yeah, song yeah. it is. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I went Problem Child. Okay. Uh, moving on. Number seven, Jailbreak versus number 10, Livewire. That's tough, man. That's a tough it's matchup tough, here. Man. And I will say about Jailbreak, for whatever reason, every time I hear Jailbreak, I always think of Judas Priest breaking the law. I always, those two songs go side by side. Yeah, kind of the same, yeah, yeah. same chords and everything yep. yeah Get. so uh but man live wire it, there's no fluff man this song is just solid that bass i went yeah i went live wire yeah i don't yeah. blame me. i mean it breaks my heart because jailbreak's such a great song yeah it should go further right 
Yeah. Okay. And uh, we got the two seed. This is, a, I guess you call it Bon Scott North bracket. Here. Okay. Uh, finishing out the Bon Scott North. Uh, we got two seed, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap versus number 15, Shot Down in Flames off Iowa to Hell. Got, a, got an upset here, man. No way. I, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap is a great song. Wow. But you always me, do that. But for me, I've heard it too much. You've heard it too much. But it's 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 yeah. it's not I won't turn it off if it comes on. I've heard it too much. But man, I went shot down in flames. Well, shot man. down in flames is great. It's just got some swing to it, man. I like the story, you know. Singles ball got my on you, honey. <laughs> and out everywhere. It's just it's yeah, this this one's just got got a little bit of swing to it. So yeah, I went shot down in flames. Yeah, that's a it, and that's a classic Bond Scott story. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Okay, so we're going Bon Scott South Bracket here, starting out with number one, Let There Be Rock, Top Seed, versus number 16, Night Prowler, last song on Highway to Hell, last yeah. song Bon Scott recorded as far as uh, catalog. Uh, I went Let There Be Rock. Just it's a great song. It's Got some boogie to it. Always played live. Night Prowler, it's... I don't know, Night Prowler. It's, it's an okay song. I mean, it's got some good guitar work in it, but it's just kind of a slower thing. It's I don't know. It it has a storyline again. Bond's got yeah. telling a great story, and then it's got that Richard Ramirez tie in too. So and that's all BS to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hear a dog bark in the distance. You hear someone's baby cry. <sighs> <laughs> of course, a Nanu Nanu at the end. Right. Yeah. Shots by Nanu little, Nanu. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, but yeah, let it's, a, yeah it's a good song. It just it's not can't compete. Yeah. Okay. All right, I already know the answer to the next one. I'm pretty confident. We've got eight-seed high voltage versus nine-seed ride on. Yeah, ride on. Yeah, and you you actually did an episode of ride on, so I know Uh, ride on's going to go. High voltage, great song. Um, Kind of vanilla-y, though, to me. It was their attempt to be pop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good one, but it's there's something about it that's just there's uh, the rawness has been stripped away from it a little bit. For me. And you know, I, but right on just to me, it's I love that song. The only thing I know about High Voltage is that I remember they were talking to Mark Evans, who was the bass player on those early albums, and he said that he didn't play bass on that song. That was their brother George who produced oh, okay. George Young, who was a member of the band um, Friday or Friday on My Mind. Uh, not the animals, the name escapes him, but, but yeah, their brother George was uh, okay. actually on base for that one. All right. All right, moving on. Number five, Touch Too Much off of Highway to Hell versus number 12, the only song that I know of ever written about getting a BJ, and that's Go Down, the first track off Let There Be Rock. Yeah, I went Go Down on this one. You did go to it. I did, yeah. Got cool, so you are a fan. Cool boogie woogie jam to it. It's kind of a got that bar room sound. Again, I talked about just that live close your eyes here in a bar kind of thing. This is true. This is true to what I think it would sound like live. Okay. And then the, you know, touch too much. It's some cool guitar interludes between the vocals, but I, yeah, I wouldn't go down. Better, it, better song to me. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Number four, the Jack how high voltage versus. Or the uh, the alternative version off if you want blood you got it live which is a completely different subject uh, the jack on high voltage being about a card game and right. the one off the live album being about having a sexually transmitted disease right. yeah um, so you got number four the jack versus number thirteen rocker off dirty deeds 
The problem I have with the Jack is there are several ACDC songs that are, I'm going to call them novelty songs, if you will. Yes. This is one of them. It's a good song. Yeah. But if it's, I, w- I want to hear something, I don't want a novelty song. I want to, I want something that's. It's a basic blues song. Yeah. In structure. So yeah, I want rocker. It's, yeah. There's a lot of intensity to it. It's very, uh, it's very Elvisy to me. Yeah, it's 50s. Yeah, very 50s the rock Chuck and roll. Berry Chuck Berry kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. feel to it. Yeah, rocker. So. Yeah, well, yeah, Chuck Berry was kind of the, that was Angus's inspiration. It was, mm-hmm. He always tried to copy Chuck Berry, and it's pretty obvious in this song. All right, number six seed, TNT versus number 11 seed, Ain't No Fun Waiting Around to Be a Millionaire off the Dirty Deeds album. Yep, TNT, good yeah. old-fashioned in-your-face rock and roll. Uh, Ain't No Fun Waiting Around to Be a Millionaire. Just another one of those, just a great, great, true, you know, it's a true story, only the names have been changed to protect the guilty. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Bond telling the story. Yeah. And it's, and you know, when I heard this song, I, I had a memory of uh, a couple of years ago, I was out with a, a country band and I was with, I was on the bus with the, the band and the band leader was going through and just, they were playing songs and it was just one of those nights where they were drinking and just everybody was like shouting out songs and they were playing it. And this one came on and it was like, dude was like, this is the song. This was his, this was the jam. And just everything about it he loved. And just watching the excitement in his face as the song played through, it was like, God, I just, I love that he loves the song this much. Can I, t- I get can, it. Can I add a story? You can. To this. This is a song that convinced ACDC to do the soundtrack to Stephen King's uh, Maximum oh, yeah. Overdrive. Yeah. Uh, he Stephen King met with um, at least Angus and Malcolm. I don't know if the rest of them were there or not. But he um, sung... This song, right. uh, uh, what was acapella yeah. or whatever without music? Right. He did the entire song, and there's a lot of a lot that's of a words song, to yeah. the song. It's a very long song, and that's what impressed him to do the soundtrack. Yeah. To his uh, questionable movie. There you go. That uh, you know did 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 have who me too in it, so we we did get something out of that. Right. All right, moving on. Number three seed, Highway to Hell versus fourteen seed, Gone Shooting off Powerage. I went Gone Shooting. Wow. Now, is this another situation with, like, with Dirty Deeds? Kind of. I mean, Highway to Hell's a great song. I, I think it's Bond's best vocal moment. Yeah. And there's, and actually, there's a, there's a comedian I'm out with on and off over the last couple months, and Highway to Hell is his, at the end, you know, thank you, good night, Highway to Hell cues up, and that's his walk-off music. And it's, it's, it's made me kind of, like, hear it again every other night or whatever for a while. So yeah. I'm hearing it a lot again lately. It's a great song. It's just, it's another one of those where it's like, eh, okay, I've overplayed. Not, not really overplayed, but played enough. Played enough. It's yeah. Like, okay. Not, but to, not annoying. Gun shooting is a great song. It's a great that song. Crit, that classic steady Cliff Williams baseline. Yeah. It's dum, a jam. Dum, 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 Well, I mean, that all Cliff Williams bass <laughs> right, lines. Yeah. Yeah. Those are classic steady bass line. I remember I was playing in uh, a buddy's band of mine, and he, he had me on bass. Yeah. And all I could do was Cliff Williams because I just, I'm not, a, yeah. you know, I'm not Getty Lee on bass. So, yeah. and the drummer was really loved my bass playing because, man, you sound just like Cliff Williams. <laughs> I was I like, was, what? Do, 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 do,
I think they were talking about putting it back together, but they, you know, whoever had played bass was no longer available. I don't, I don't know if I'm remembering the story right or not, but the one thing I do remember is telling him, dude, you ought to just get a bass and just put together a Cliff Williams baseline audition tape. Just right. send him a tape of like 45 minutes of just dum, 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 dum. <laughs> and, and then that's your audition tape. And then, yeah, I can play bass, man. Here, here's 45 minutes of it. Right. And that's that's the audition. Amazing bass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How sweet to sound. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. All right, gone shooting. All right, so now we're moving on to seventh seed, Walk All Over You Off Highway to Hell versus number 10, Riff Raff. Yeah, Riff Raff's the way to go. You know, I had a dream once. Um, I was at a concert, a Hank Williams Jr. concert. Okay. And he is playing the song Riff Raff. Okay. And he come, he walks out into the crowd. And like I'm up, you know, several. I'm like halfway up the, the in the chairs, you know, yeah. up in the seats. And I'm on the aisle, and he comes right up to me, winks, and turns back around. Ooh, nice. Turns out it's not Hank Williams Jr. It's my <laughs> brother-in-law Todd, who's just as big as Hank and talks as deep as Hank. Right. But he was he replaced Hank Williams, and nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. But he, and he was playing ACDC's Referee. And reiterate, this was a dream. This was a dream. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's my connection to Riff Raff. Okay. You had a Hank Williams Jr. show. <laughs> well, I thought it was. What you, what you thought was the Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, show? Sitting on the aisle seat, sitting halfway aisle up seat, in the halfway crowd. up in the in the stands. Yeah. Comes out with Riff Raff. Gets up to you, throws you a wink. Yeah, turn, comes right to me. Turns out, it's your... puts the sunglasses down, winks at me like, "Yeah, I'm fooling nice. everybody, and I want you to know that." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I just kind of squint it, but just. Todd? Is that Todd? My brother-in-law, Todd. Right, yeah, brother-in-law. <clears throat> so, okay. Interesting. If anybody's into dream interpretation, uh, please write in. Every playlist tells a story at gmail.com. Jimmy's got some dreams, man. Yeah, and, and, and Todd's answer to everything. Well, it's just, you're just stressed at work. Yeah. Everything's about you're stress at stressed. work. It's like, eh, it gets surely <laughs> steeper now, that whole, I mean, God, yeah. you know, this is life we're living here. Yeah. All right, so we're finishing out the Bon Scott South bracket here with the uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's in there twice. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Oh no. Okay. Okay. It, it was the song so good, but got in there twice. That's we right. got two seed Highway to Hell <laughs> versus fifteen seed Love at First Feel. I did not see that. Yeah, well, but what the hell? We're yeah, doing what it. What the hell? Why not? Uh, Love at First Feel. Eh, it's okay. I went ahead and gave Highway to Hell a, a second chance. Uh, nice to to move into the charts. So nice. Highway to Hell. I mean, That's how strong I am about yeah. Highway to Hell. I have it on there twice. Yeah. Yep. Love at first feel. I love the song, except it is, it it's it's a crime. It's it's a crime. He is uh, over at the underage girl's house. Yeah, that's wrong. Doing what Bon Scott always can't, does. Can't do that. <clears throat> and. Let's get something going while your mom and dad ain't home. Yeah. No. Uh, how old is this girl, Bond? Right. Yep. You know, because, you know, you were a little bit older when this song came out. Yeah. You're definitely over the age of 21. So that was the only thing about Love First Feel. But yeah. I do. A little it, creepy. It's a great rocker, though. It, it's okay. It's okay. Um, all right. So we've got the Bond Scott bracket. Highway to Hell moves on. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we're going to the Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson the North bracket, bracket here. Yeah, here we go. Now this is where the fun begins because yes. I can't wait to hear some of your answers. All right, here we go. All right, so we got top seed back in black versus number sixteen seed hard as a rock off of Ball Breaker. Todd, what's your answer? I'm going back in black. Okay. It's overplayed, but it's a classic. And hard as a rock, it's it's not <laughs> terrible of the new stuff, but it is a little too hokey for me. Um, 
it feels like it's just kind of going through the motions. There's yeah. no soul to it. There's a lot of hokey later on than they should yes. sitting there. Okay. Okay, moving on. We got number eight seed, Shake Your Foundations Off Fly on the Wall, or you can say the soundtrack um, to Maximum Overdrive. Versus nine seed, Runaway Train off of Black Ice. Now, is it Runaway Train or Rock and Roll Train? Because Runaway Train was a Soul Asylum song. Did you mean Rock and Roll Train? I assumed you meant Rock and Roll Train. Was it Rock and Roll Train? Off Black Eyes, the, yes. the first yeah. single. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, depending on your answer, I'll correct it. Depending on my, so, Shake Your Foundations is what I went. I knew you would. Um, it, it's And again, it's not the classic ACDC sound, but the IEIO, there's something in that, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Fly on the Wall album. I think yeah. that if you were you at a bar, you said that before. If you were in a bar and yeah. you were drinking with your buddies, yeah, there's no better album. It's a good record. It's got that bar, yeah, beer drinking that vibe. feel to it, yep. and production wise and everything. Yep, love that album. Yep. Okay, moving on. Number five. I love this one. This is one I'm. I was most excited about the yep. five seed. Two got two title tracks going head to head. Yep. You got the 1983 Flick of the Switch versus the 1985 Fly on the Wall title tracks, head-to-head. Todd, what's your answer? Flick of the Switch, one of my favorite albums of my youth. I love that record. Shablow, yes, guy! It's one of those songs I haven't thought about in a while, but after listening to it, it's it's repeatedly played in my head several times. I love them both. Yeah, Fly on the Wall's good. It's Sophie's Choice. It's got a great 80s rock kind of production sound to it. The sound loses a little bit of that ACDC flair, kind of too clean. But Cupid, drums, like a fly on the wall. There you go. I love yeah, it. Flick of the switch. Everything just they're just shouting in the middle of mid eighties, oh, man. Yep. Everything's just top of so top of the top. Yeah, so much anger. All right, number four seed, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Off back in black versus number thirteen seed, rising power. Off again, off flick of the switch. Rising. I mean. Nothing really grabs me on Rising Power, so I want Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Yep, yeah, it's hard to compete with that. When it comes to Brian Johnson, that Back in Black. I listened to that Back in Black record a ton, mowing the yard. That was on the the Walkman, man. I I probably listened to Back in Black more during my drinking days than any album. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's just a great, great forget about about life kind of song, uh, album. Yep. Yeah. All right. Rising Power, yeah. It's a great first track off Flick of Switch, but yeah, it can't compete. Let's go number six, Money Talks, which was left off Ultimate Classic Rock. They did not have this really? in the top 64. Interesting. Yeah. I said, yeah, okay, you're going to put Mistress for Christmas and yeah, cover right. you in oil in there and not Money Talks. All right. So number six, Money Talks versus number 11, That's the Way I Want My Rock and Roll off the 88 Blow Up Your Video album. Yeah. Uh, I went Money Talks. Uh, it's almost <laughs> Thunderstruckish to me. I like that's the way I, I want my rock and roll because it's kind of it's just got that campiness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's a little hokiness there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. We got uh, the three seed. Shoot the thrill of Back in Black versus ni- fourteen seed. Night of the Long Knives off uh, first entry off of uh, for those about to rock. I went Shoot the Thrill. Shoot the Thrill. Yeah. Good groove. Yeah, Iron Man kind of stole this song, but still good. Uh, seven seed, I put the finger on a few. Again, off for those about the rock versus ten seed, Big Gun. Uh, Number one. 
Wasn't that song made for the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, last, last Action Hero. Last Action yeah. Hero, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I put the finger on you is what I picked. That's one song. It kind of makes you want to swing your hips. It's got some groove to it. It's got some swing to it. You put that finger on me, too. Yeah. All right. Then we finish out the bracket north. We got... Number two seed, Thunderstruck, versus number 15 seed, What Do You Do For Money, Honey? Question mark. Oh, he's... he's, he's... This, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. So Thunderstruck overplayed, absolutely. But what's interesting to me about Thunderstruck is no matter how overplayed it is, I still enjoy hearing it. It doesn't, it doesn't come on and me go, oh, I've heard this a billion times. Right. I, there's something about it that still gets me. It's its its own institution now. Yeah. Yeah. So it I went is. Thunderstruck on it. Okay. Yeah. What do you do for money, honey? He's great. Good groove. Solid. Um, and it actually, I made a note here that it feels like a more mature version of Bond's lyrics. Yes. Um, Which goes back to the conspiracy theory. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Thunderstruck is, is, is a weird one for me because, yeah, if, on all these songs that you hear a million times and Thunderstruck, especially now during this damn basketball tournament, you hear it probably 16 times a day, or at least the intro to it. But there's something about it, man. Yeah, it, it'll it's, be. It's a strong song. It'll be an arena rock institution yeah. for yeah. the rest of our days, at least. Yes. Okay, moving on to Brian Johnson's South Bracket. We got Top Seed. For those about to rock, we salute you versus the number 16 seed, the title track to the 1995 album Ball Breaker. Ball breakers ridiculous. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. For those about to rock, we salute you, dude. It's a, it's a. To me, this is a going to rock and roll battle. Line up the soldiers. This, this, yeah. Load up your and then the cannons. Come on. Yeah, you pick up your balls and load up your cannon for the yeah. twenty-one gun salute. Yeah, ball breaker. You know, on. Brian Johnson's side was a lot tougher for me to put together because there's just so much more material. Yeah. To go over. Yeah. yeah. I. Fortunately, I was able to get at least one song off every ACDC album, except for this most recent one, uh, Power Up. Yeah. I think it's called. It's just because, okay, they, you know, they, there's a couple songs in there that are pretty good. Right. But what am I taking off? Sure. You know, yeah. it's just like, I'm not taking off anything. Yeah. To make room for a song off that album. It's just, there's so you know much I'm more material. You know, you know. I'm... What's that? Because you know I'm going to immediately dismiss it. Not so much that. It's yeah. just me personally. It, yeah. it was it was tougher to. Well, I was already kicking some songs off, right, yeah. so I was just yeah. like, well, how, you know, like Money Talks, for example. You know, yep. like, that's got to be on there, right? But then I was like, how am I going to finish this out? I mean, Bon Scott was easy because there's not as much material to go over. But anyway, moving on, we got Eight Seed Shake a Leg off Back in Black versus the first. Uh, song off Bull Up Your Video Number 9 Seed Heat Seeker Heat Seeker is the kind of song I, I wrote down here It's the kind of song You'd play for your parents To show them That ACDC isn't evil <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. You know, No they're not bad Here's Heat Seeker It's not bad um, But yeah I went Shake a Leg It's and, and again Shake a Leg's eh It's got a good guitar groove But it's Yeah I can't bet It's better than Heat Seeker Yeah it's more like a Kind of like Comparing it to Rocker You know It's just yeah. That kind of jam to it Yep all right, uh, I got number five seed Guns for Hire off Flick of the Switch versus number 12 seed Sink the Pink off Fly on the Wall. I went Sink the Pink. You went Sink the Pink? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You Guns talk about Hire how you okay. love Flick of the Switch. I, but yeah, I know, but it's, it, it, well, I, I did at that time. 
right. you know, perspective. Well, I'm, hey, Zinc, I love and Zinc the Pink's another one of those that's kind of since I've heard it again, it's popped in my head a couple of times. Yeah, it's more songs about humping and drinking. Yeah. All right, 4C, 4C, let's get it up off Let There Be Rock versus uh, 13th Seed, uh, Are You Ready, off of The Razor's Edge. problem I have with Are You Ready is it, it feels like it was written to, hey, let's write an anthem. Well, yeah, that's a problem and, with most and, Brian Johnson yeah, stuff. So, uh, yeah, so I went, let's get it up. Got classic ACDC swing to it. Now, uh, am I incorrect in saying that Are You Ready was used in a Michelob Beer commercial. I don't that remember one. that, but it's very possible. It just had that. I'm almost positive it was, which kind of takes away from. Right. I hate when classic rock songs are used in commercials, like Foreigners' uh, Double Vision mm-hmm. was used in a Burger King double cheeseburger commercial. Okay. Uh, it was a sale going on. You? Well, every time I hear Double Vision, now I only think of cheeseburgers. Right. Which is a you know. <laughs> anyway, number six seed. Who made who? Versus number eleven seed, also off back in black, giving the dog a bone. Yeah. Um, I went who made who? Who made who? Yeah. Giving the dog a bone, I think it's a good deep cut on the record, but it's yeah. Yeah, who made who? Just great stuff. All right, three seed, Hell's Bells versus. Oh, I did it uh-huh. again. Did it again? It's, oh my god! I, you know, <laughs> I just want to give a song a chance, but three seed versus fourteen seed, Ball Breaker. <laughs> Yeah, I went Hell's Bells. Man, just cannot. Over Ball Breaker. Again. Can I get that past you? Yeah, no, I'm trying. It's the opposite of Highway You got Hell. it on Highway Hell, but I'm not going to give it to you on this one. You sly dog. All right, moving on. Seven Seed, Have a Drink on Me. Have a Drink on Me versus Back. Um, off of Back in Black, blah, versus uh, number 10 Seed, Rocker Bust. Uh, Rocker Bust is not a terrible song, but no. Uh, have but, a Drink on Me. All right. Classic barroom vibe, again. Gotta believe Bond had a hand in writing some of these lyrics. Yeah, and Rocker Bus again, that anthem thing. Yeah. All right, last last one. Last one close here. It out this week. Uh we got number two seed, you shook me all night long on yep. back in black versus fifteen seed stiff upper lip title track. No it's gotta be stiff upper lip, right? Uh the the note I wrote was uh fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> First stiff upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a 15 seat. Yeah, yeah so we are sh- digging. You shook me all night long. Again, another overplayed song. God, I remember hearing it on the radio so many times in the 80s and 90s. Yes. And it's It was just overplayed. But it's, you know, it's the sing-along potential on it's through the roof, so. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah it's, and isn't it amazing that this would become today's country music yeah this song is if it came out today yeah it would be a country song right that's what amazes me about this yeah prophetic yeah they knew they were uh, what 40 years 42 years ahead of time that's right now boy all right so we finished out the round of 64 and uh thanks for sticking with us through it yeah, so the first round's always exhausting. We're not going to recap this because no. that's just too much. We'll get into it next episode. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on. We got the bracket going and we're ready to move on to a song. Yep. Um, now, who is up to bat? I don't know. I haven't discussed this. You, you want to flip you, a coin? I'll have a coin. I, are you ready to go? Uh, rock, uh, rock, paper, scissors. How about that? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Right. Yep. One, two, three. Oh. One, one, two, three, shoot. Well, now you know what I'm doing. Well, now you got to, okay, start over. 
One, two, three. It's one, two, three, and then do it. Are you serious? You don't. You, you do, do it on, on three. Th- okay, we'll do it on three. Wait, who does it on four? I do. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Well, okay, I done paper, I done scissor. Guess what I'm doing now? <laughs> Jeez. All right, here we go. On right. so four. So wait, we're gonna go one, two, and then do it. We'll do it. One, two, three. On three, we're doing it. Yes. Got it. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. One, one two, three. All right. Yeah. Okay. Rocks. All right. One, two, three. Oh, rock beat scissors. Rock beat scissors. You and your rock. Not original. I'm surprised you went with rock. There's a whole, yeah, we could have gone into a whole thing. You could have gone back to scissors. You could have gone paper, even though you'd done it. You don't have to do rock. Hey, next time you do it, I'll know. You're always rock. Yeah, stick with rock. Yeah, that's well, what I, that's paper's what... coming. Guess what? <laughs> paper's on its way, sucker. All right, so I'm going then. Is that yep. what we're doing here? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. Uh, how superstitious are you, Jimmy? I... I have for you. Are you a very superstitious person? No. No, but I do have a very good ability of seeing trouble coming before it arrives. So you got a good gut instinct reflex. You see an iceberg off in the distance, and you can measure if it's coming your way or not. But no, that that's, that doesn't have anything to do with superstitions. Is like, like for me, it's if I'm playing roulette at a casino, I've got a system. I have things have to be in place for me to bet on a roulette table. Then I don't have any because I think like casinos what? are completely random. Well, it, uh, yeah, well, yeah, but my superstition of how I play roulette is based on some factors. You know, I can't play a table if 17's been picked. Okay. Se- you know, they've got the board that the last 20 numbers or whatever it was that it hit. If 17's up there, I can't play that table. Well, how would you define superstition? It's, it's superstition would be maybe nonsense or things that maybe don't make any sense, but kind of rule how you kind of do things. Like, so like the roulette things one, like when I was a kid, superstition, I don't know if it's dumb, but like if you drove past a graveyard, you had to hold your breath or the dead would come back. I used to do that on bridges going okay. over the river. Don't step on cracks, break your mama's back. That's kind of a superstition. I actually did that this morning with, uh, with my daughter. Stepped on a crack? Uh, or played that game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Aborted to crack. Um, another one I have is I've got a particular T-shirt that I have worn every trip for the last, I'm going to say, three years. Really? When I start a trip, whether it be personal or business or whatever, there's a particular T-shirt I have to wear. Is my uh, good luck charm. Okay. I've um, done that. You know, for a while there, we had a, uh, a tradition of when you left on vacation, you had to stop by Chick-fil-A on the way out of town and had to stop by Steak and Shake on the way back home. Okay, I got you. So, kind of just weird little dumb things you do. You don't know why you do them, but you're scared to not do them because I've worn this T-shirt every trip for the last three years. If I don't wear it tomorrow, then plane will crash. I, yeah, I I used to do that quite a bit. I don't as much because I figure I'm just on bonus time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd die a long time ago. So. All right. <laughs> On bonus time. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, bonus time. I need to... That's what I'm on so, bonus time, yeah. so this is all... Just, it's all gravy. It's all gravy. It's yeah. all, it's all, all right. profit. Okay. Uh, so my song this week is... Uh, or this episode is... It's the Stevie Wonder Superstitious song. Uh, according to the lyrics, when you believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. Be a skeptic. Question everything according to Stevie Wonder. I love this song. 
it's a bit overplayed. Yeah, it, yeah, I can see that. But this not to shoot this down, but go on yeah. and tell me why. Okay. Well, and again, long time ago, I used to watch all those rock legend shows, and this is one that I kind of scribble notes down. And one of the things they said is Stevie Wonder is the man that changed how white America felt about black America. Wow. Strong. That's a strong statement. I know he was all about exploring the possibilities yeah. in music. Yeah. And he, he accomplished that. And, you know, Stevie Wonder, you know, you, you kind of know who he is. He's Until the, the 80s. He's the blind dude. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but just kind of digging into his history, it's kind of fascinating, really. Um, to me, anyway. Born in 1950, Saginaw, Michigan. Moved to Detroit at the age of four, where he discovered music. Uh, by the age of nine, he was considered a musical prodigy, playing piano, harmonica, guitar. He could tell how old people were by the sound of their voice. So just talking to him, he could calculate how old you were. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, the first single was, I call it pretty music, but the old people call it the blues. All right. Which is a great title. Well, yeah. Mouthful, but uh, 1962, so that would have put him, what, 12 years old? On tour with uh, Motown Review with Marvin Gaye, Temptations, saying uh, he was the first one on, kind of went out and opened up, warmed up the crowd, and then... Little Stevie Wonder. Little Stevie Wonder. Gotcha. Yep. And went listen to the rest of the show from the side of the stage. 12 years old. 12 years old on tour. Wow. Opening for Jeez. Marvin Gaye and Temptations. Yeah, no shit. Uh, had a single called Fingertips, which was recorded live uh, on this particular tour in Chicago. Marvin Gaye actually played drums on it. Oh, cool! Yeah, and it was the first live uh, his first live um, uh, the first live American single to go to number one. Wow! Little Stevie Wonder, amazing. Yeah, wrote Tears of a Clown at the age of seventeen for Smokey Robinson. Didn't know that. Didn't know that either. And it's it's so wild that if you go back and listen to like that early little Stevie Wonder stuff, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, for me anyway, there's so much of it that I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I mean, there's just a million of those songs that you just never kind of make the connection, but they're just, they're great songs. Yeah, this is that pop Motown sound, yeah, right? exactly. Um, this is the part I love about the Stevie Wonder story. Okay. Coming up. Uh, his Motown contract was expiring, and uh, I think I, he wasn't yet 21. I'm not really sure of his age, but his Motown contract is expiring. The money that he had made from his younger years was in a trust since he was still a minor. Okay. Uh, when he turned 21, he collected the trust, which amounted to $30 million. Holy mackerel. Yeah. So he's got $30 million. Record contracts expired. What's he do? takes that money and makes two records that he always wanted to make. So basically, he has made all these records for Motown over the years, doing what they want, cashing in, cashing in, cashing in. His parents didn't take advantage of it. That's great. Nothing in the story about it. Okay, good. So what he does is when he collects the money, he doesn't have a record contract, so he says, I'm making what I want to make. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. And he makes two amazing records, uh, Music of My Mind and Talking Book. Yeah, Talking Book has the song Superstitious on it. After those records are recorded, he's re-signed to Motown, but gets a much better deal because he's in control of his destiny. He's got leverage. He's like, man, I got these records. They are amazing records. All of a sudden, Motown wants me back. Yeah, let's restructure my deal. 
this is I mean we always talk about how people get screwed and and all oh, that. Yeah. This is this is the absolute opposite of it. He takes control of his destiny and is like, "You know what? You want me back? Cool. Here's what it takes." I love it. Good for you, Stevie. Yeah. Um up his royalties, his songwriting rates, everything. Dude just comes out great. Talking Book album released October 29th, 1972, features such artists as Jeff Beck, Ray Parker Jr., David Sanborn. The album is described in Rolling Stone magazine as a more relaxed, dreamy at times, the laid-back funk of the vocals resting on a delicious liquid instrumental track like a body on a waterbed. Wow, that's a... That's a lot of... Very descriptive. Yeah, very descriptive. and then the other thing, and we talked about it a minute, but just kind of jumping in here real quick before I forget to mention it, Stevie Wonder's blind. We Supposedly. All, there are conspiracy theories out there that saying people say he's not really blind. You know, I've heard that yeah. and re- or read that and read it. Yeah. It says he wasn't born blind. Um, there was too much oxygen as a preemie baby that caused uh, retin- retinopathy of prematurity is what I wrote down. So it's basically... There's the retina is not working. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and then some of the other things I found, and I'm kind of quickly going through this, is as far as the conspiracy, he's not really blind. In 2010, with Paul McCartney playing Hey Jude, McCartney accidentally knocked a microphone stand, uh, and cameras supposedly caught Stevie Wonder instinctively catching the stand and putting it back in place. And that's all the evidence you need. Uh, okay, but there's more. <laughs> um. There's a story that uh, Shaquille O'Neal says he once got into an elevator with Stevie Wonder unannounced, and uh, Stevie Wonder said, what's up, Shaq? Well, he probably smelled him, right? Could be, could be. It's Shaq's the same guy. Can I tell you a Shaq story? Hit me. To kind of shoot down this yeah. one. He I, He's on TNT. You know, he does NBA on TNT. Right. He's there with Charles Barkley, and... He, it's it's great to watch. Even the YouTube videos of them guys arguing. They mm-hmm. had an argument um, about filling up your gas. Okay. Uh, one of the guys, I can't remember which one it was. I don't know. I don't think it was Charles, but he was arguing. It's like he hates having to, you know, fill up his tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shaq was convincing him that you you fill it up all the way and you go till it's half, and then you fill it up again, and that's how you save money. Cause you're only putting in right. so much he's talking, you know, I can't, he's saying, take a gas is $40. Well, Shaq was convinced and nobody's going to tell him different right. that you go halfway, you put in $20 yeah. and you fill it back you up 20 bucks. and it's just 20 bucks every time. Yeah. Where as opposed to filling up a, you know, an empty tank at 80 yeah. where you're spending the same amount. It's like, they were just all like that math doesn't work. That math does not work. It's the same, and you're even, and your math is wrong because it would take forty dollars right. to do a half a tank. But he was convinced it was twenty. Okay, that's Shaq. Okay, all right. So good on him. Add to that story. <laughs> um, let's see. The other example that was given in this, this uh, Stevie Wonder's not blind conspiracy theory is Lionel Richie insists that Stevie Wonder once steered a car down a driveway in reverse. Okay. And last thing I have is Anthony Anderson, a comedian from TV show Blackish. Yeah. Says that uh, Stevie Wonder once won a charity free throw contest. I wonder if he's one of those that has like supernatural powers. That's what I believe. That he I could, believe uh, he really is blind, but his his other senses are heightened. Yeah. And he's superhero ish. Yes. 
because there's not no one there's never been and never will be another stevie Wonder. oh no that is dumb. I mean, Ray Charles, of course, because you know, again, blind. But mm-hmm. Stevie took recording to another level. He did. Yes, he did. Uh, back on Stevie Wonder facts, real quick. Songs in the Key of Life album was a double album with an extra four track EP. It's called his best album, widely regarded as one of the greatest albums of all time. And I think you said once this is your favorite Stevie moment uh, as far as albums. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's beautiful. Just uh, you know, I don't. It's wonderful. It's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, we touched on it a moment ago in the 80s. Having Stevie Wonder on your record made it more credible. So if you had Stevie Wonder on, on your record, that was that added credibility to it. Uh, mentioned artists like Bruce Springsteen, Barbara Streisand, Michael Jackson. Artists that you don't normally associate with needing more credibility in their name would seek out Stevie Wonder to be on their record. Well, yeah, Aretha Franklin had yep. the same effect, you know, with yep. the guys like George yep. Michael and, you know, some of the duets she'd do because she was Motown original. Yep. Uh, as far as Stevie sounds, some call it soul, some call it swagger, some call it mojo, whatever it is, Stevie had it. He was a true showman. Now, to the song Superstitious. There is something about that intro drum. The hook? It is just solid. It's just that drum beat. It's it's very, uh, it, we talked about it before, the BG staying alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another song that's just got a great, it just, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, God. And it's so, it's so solid. Is that Stevie playing drums? I don't believe so, no. Okay. I don't believe so. Um, then that clavinet riff comes in on that Honer client model C over an Ottawa effect box. Is that what it is? Moog synthesizer bass. Yeah. I had to look all that shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a wait. Who was it? That he called upon. He called somebody. Came out with an album. I saw this on the PBS special about the art of sound mm-hmm. that came out last. Yeah, it's probably been two years ago. And they they inter- they interviewed those two guys. And Stevie called them to help them. Yeah, make those two albums that Jesus mentioned, and uh, you know they had all that equipment. Yeah, that's what he wanted. Was yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, and they came in to help him. Yeah. So I looked up that clavinet thing. It's an electronically amplified clavichord, which is a stringed keyboard, also used uh, on the song Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. And then other songs that kind of use it that you might recognize that sound from Bill Weathers' Use Me, uh, Rolling Stones in 1973, got a song called Do 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 Do, Heartbreaker. A heartbreaker with your photo for. Bob Marley, could, this, could, could you be loved? Oh, yeah, big hit. Led Zeppelin, Trampled Underfoot. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite the Led one Zeppelin. Probably, the one you probably think of is uh, Captain and Tennille, Love Will Keep Us Together. <sighs> Always on my mind. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, so anyway, this thing starts with those drums, and that Clavin Riff comes in, you're like, what the shit? And this thing's got some soul to it. And then, but wait, there's horns coming into this thing. It's, you know. It's all in Stevie's mind. When I hear song, I'm just like, how did, how did little Stevie Wonder do it? This song has got it all. Uh, one, uh, okay, you ask about the drums again. It says Wonder played all the instruments on the record himself. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, until, uh, you know, here, here Jeff Beck was a fan, guitar player Jeff Beck. So he struck a deal to have Jeff play on the record, and Wonder would, in exchange, give him a song. That song was superstitious. Okay. But as it works out, uh, Beck's version was supposed to come out first, but there were delays, 
and Motown CEO Barry Gordy heard the song, knew it'd be a hit, rushed Stevie's version out first. If you go listen to the Jeff Beck version of it, it's similar. It just it's very very different from Stevie's. It's it doesn't have as much soul. Well, the studio production's probably yeah. a little yeah lighter. Yep, exactly. So all of this to say that this is a for me top to bottom solid track, as solid as it gets. I mean, it's just there's something about this song that in any genre and any I mean, this is in my top five songs. Of all time. Okay. I love this song. All right. Uh, other versions that were recorded, I talked about the Jeff Beck. Stevie, or Stevie Ray Vaughan recorded a live version in 1986. Love that one. Uh, there's a version where Stevie Wonder performed it, uh, a live version, <clears throat> studio version on Sesame Street in 1973 on episode 514. And <laughs> okay. uh, if you're a Raven Simone fan, she covered it in the Haunted Mansion soundtrack in 2003. Uh, the song also appears in the... Super Bowl Bud Light commercial of 2013. Uh, the the tag I think of the commercial is "It's only weird if it doesn't work." Ad campaign. Stevie Wonder appeared as a witch doctor in uh, the New Orleans segment of it. Yeah, it's very yeah. very much tied to Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. Now you say you love this song. I, I would do. love to know your first memory of hearing it. If it's uh, one of those songs, I have, it I I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's you know. Came on somewhere. I don't know. If there's it's just always been there. Right? Yeah, it's just always kind of been there. Okay. But yeah, just and just everything about that song is solid. And I love the fact that this is one of the songs that you know record deals over. He takes all his money he made from being a kid and being a Motown, you know, hit machine maker. Was there a moment in your life you tie the song to? No, no, no. Right. It's just, and it's it's one of those songs that I don't actively seek out. It's in rotation on playlists and stuff. But man, when that when it starts and that drum kicks in, it's it's, it's like, oh shit, yeah. You never get tired of this. Song. Never get tired of it. Okay. And it's it just, it's I don't know, I don't know what it is, man. It's got some sweet sweet funk to it. it that it does. Yes. And it's got a great hook. Yeah, it does. So that's 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 me this week. Okay. And uh, I don't know how long we've gone. We've gone long. We promised to be shorter, but that. Well, well, it's it the first one. It's, it's the first one. We'll and there were a we're lot figuring of, it out along the way. That, that round of 64. Yeah, that 64 takes a lot of time. So. Yeah. Okay. So that's me. So as I said, this is this is going to end this week's episode. Uh, we will come back next week. Jimmy will have a song. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Uh, next week or the following. I, like I said, I haven't figured out if we're going to stick to every Friday or if we're going to go every other Friday. We may, we may try to go every Friday for now and then adjust. We'll give it our best effort. Adjust as we need to. But... Uh, that's all I got this week. You got anything in closing? Mm-mm. I will say it's 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 good to have welcome you. back. Good Kata. to have you back in the basement. Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. All right. That being said, uh, I don't well, I don't remember what all I used to say. Social media stuff. We'll get stuff going again on that. Yes. Email us every playlist tells a story at gmail dot com. And go fire up at refire up that motor. Refire up the motor. That's right. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again. Bye.